Hey everybody, welcome to the Off Space Podcast. I'm your yes. host with the motherfucking most, Chuka Offer. And I'm your favorite co-host, Ezigo Offer. And, and I'm not even gonna, I'm gonna leave off the nicknames this time. And today we're coming to you live with the studio audience. Yeah. Thank you, audience. Oh quiet God. down, quiet, quiet down, down, quiet down, guys. You know, we'll be here all week. But <laughs> Bro, we're, we suck. <laughs> we're actually horrible. Couples. How do we suck? Why, you hear the people laughing. Why do people fucking listen to us? <laughs> they listen because we know the off space is always trying to deliver quality and value to all of our listeners. And that's what we came here to do today, man. Let me go ahead and ask you, Shuga. Let's get into it. How's your week been, dude? Nah, you know what? How's your week been, pal? Shit. You know what? I appreciate that. My week's been going really good, going really well. Um, I made jokes about how... I'll be honest, I'm going to put myself out there, and you know, I might catch some heat for it, but I've been strictly social distancing, quarantining for a while, but you know, I want to hike this week with some friends. Bum, bum, bum. It was a small group of us, but it was nice, we are able to catch the scenery and all these, you know, I've been doing more of these more frequently, but going with friends is just that next level experience, because you get to appreciate nature with your peers. I can't believe it. It's too beautiful of an experience, so I enjoyed my little lead-up to this day, and yeah, I'm feeling good. How about you, man? Well, this past week has been very, very jam-packed with activities. (laughs) By that, I mean it's been another fucking boring-ass week in the COVID life. Don't say that, man, because it makes you sound like you don't have shit going on once COVID disrupts your life. Are you weaker than COVID? Yes, nigga. I am weaker than COVID. I'm not going to undermine the thousands of lives that have died in the United States, and I'm not going to take it lightly like you and your peers have, okay? So yes, it's been a little boring, but I'm just waiting till it's over with so we can resume life normal. Because I'm privileged enough to come from a nice area in the United States of America, so I don't think it's asking too much for us to sit inside. Damn, you heard it here first. Let's go ahead and give a round of applause for Chuka being so morally righteous. Such a great person. Live studio honest. Where did y'all go? Where did y'all go? <laughs> Yeah, let's give it up. Woo! Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But but other than that, I mean, I've just been... I am going against, I guess, the guidelines. In, in safe measures, in safe measures, of course, next week, I'm going to be on a beach trip with my friends. And beach trip. When I say friends, just know it is a small group of friends. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going with 873 people. We're not talking to 873 people. It's not MTV Spring Break. No, type. it's not. We're just gonna be just you know real exclusive. I just want nice pictures of me shirtless, and that's it. I don't think that's too much to ask. It can be too much to ask. And I know COVID stunted us doing a lot of cool shit, but hopefully that's gonna come to fruition soon. But Enough about me and enough about you because we're not what's important. The news is about what these people want us to deliver. And let's so, get into it, man. Getting right into it. Let's talk about our heat checks for the week as go. What's yours? My heat check com- from this week comes from our toxic king, Future himself, off of his new album, High Off Life. Future Vandross. Yes, sir. Actually, really, I think Super Future is the one that came out for this one. Maybe Hendrix. Yeah. In one of the personas, but either way, five-star personas. So... The song I chose is Posted with Demons because something about this man not knowing how to miss is just a beautiful experience because he had many songs on this album that provided that feeling. But the one that was notable, again, Posted with Demons, I felt just came out with the type of vibe that, again, has been added to that summer playlist for whenever we're out of this uh, bullshit. 
and we're ready to vibe out and listen with friends and you know see some see some ass shaking some margarita sipping Yes, Some sir. tequila drinking. And tequila is the only white alcohol I'll drink over here on yes, my sir. Dr. Umar head ass. But I mean, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We got to go get frothy. You got to go get frosty with the girls. Really with the, the homies, to be honest. But yeah, you're about to experience a nice little bros trip. So I know you're a little weird on that. You don't you no, don't like those. Not, but Okay, we're, we're going to go ahead and give, I guess, the audience a little breakdown there. I'm not weird. This is how I've been my whole life. I... A lot of people get mad at me. I get well used to get mad at me when we were a little bit more <laughs> immature in like the high school age and like the early college age, because I've never been one that's been a fan of like bro nights. Okay, I think of alcohol as a reason for me to get drunk and speak to women. I don't have to hook up with women. I don't have to do this, this, that. I just like being in the presence of women and people I really like. So I never really understood the novelty of getting just like. It's dr- piss drunk with the homies to the point that some people are yakking people are like getting rowdy and shit like that it's like i never thought that was fun like the only homie activities i like to do is either a hang out sober with the homies or b like i'm a smoker i like to smoke with the homies but i've never been a, like yo let's just get blackout drunk with some niggas mm-hmm. like that's weird to me um and so on a counterpoint because you know you always got to play devil's advocate while i understand where you're coming from and those experiences are always fun. You got to give some some days. And again, you know, Saturdays are for the boys. No, they're you not. Got- it's not. It's not. My Saturdays are never for the boys. I just want y'all to know. Never hit me and ask me what today is. Look, I think that's my response. All I'm saying is, though, there's definitely quality nights that I'll remember for the rest of my life. That it was literally just me and my bros being on whatever bullshit we were on together. Just having fun, doing stupid shit and looking back like, I can't believe that we were idiots. Like, much has really changed, but at least it was less controlled chaos. Those were very chaotic nights, but they're kind of that you really do look back and And I understand that I'm in the minority there, so of course I'm not going out and shitting on people. But it's like, if I'm going to be pissed drunk, I'd rather be pissed drunk with 10 women that I'm in the friend zone with than pissed drunk with, like, four or five of my homies. Damn, Like, I'm sorry, that's just how I... Because I can hang out with the homies, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather be sober. Like, there's a lot of little things about alcohol that end up annoying me. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't like to just be in groups of men, because everyone gets, like, the masculine and the testosterone and blah blah and then there gets the roast and like See, the things of that nature that's but then there are niggas that there's always at least one nigga that takes it too far in my annoyance scale yeah. i'm not saying everybody's but mine like the little like the little rough dude annoying to me because i'm gonna want to fight you the overly roasting dude annoying because i'm gonna want to fight you looks like the you gotta fucking, find a, a group of some more chill men the fucking i was just um i'm the fucking yeah. like at end of the night he needs a bathroom or a corner or like a bush because he's gonna yak you're gonna annoy me i'm a grown-up and it's so like you gotta learn how to handle your fucking alcohol it's well, just damn, like man. There, one of those always comes out in bros nights and I always end up just being annoyed. Well, man, if there's one thing about me is when I get pissed drunk, I like to just find a bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. You're actually going to make me fucking jump off a bridge. I can't even deal with this nigga. But, you know, I do understand that sentiment. And, you know, I feel like you just got to find a group of guys that can maintain a certain level of non-doofism where they could handle themselves being drunk, but still enjoy just, you know, the camaraderie of fucking around with your boys. But Then why don't we stay sober or or smoke? I don't like smoking like that. I don't. I don't. Because I feel like when I smoke now, I just get too antisocial. And it's like 
counterintuitive to who I am to where I'm not supposed to be sitting in a corner not talking to anybody at a function with people. Let's say it's over. Let's say I'm I'm all here for the sober fun. Yeah, I'm all down for the sober fun. But tequila fun. But it's just like, bro. Tequila fun? It don't need to be 2 p.m. and me thinking about the fact that I'm about to have one of my niggas on my shoulders. Wait, 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 why why do you have to be? You're setting up drinking at the worst. Why do you have to be drinking at 2 p.m.? Bro, I always set it up at the worst because it always starts out with Joe. Let's just have a beer or two, right? And then you notice the one homie getting a little drunk. You're like, oh, no. Because the (laughs) homie that's getting a little drunk is always the nigga that's like, bro, let's go buy more. You're like, no, we don't have to i promise dog i promise we could just finish this and be straight and your alcoholic ass might usually Whoa. be the fucking one who is like yo let's go buy more <laughs> disclaimer i'm not an alcoholic i'm just a man who enjoys the finer uh, beverages out there and i've been on my wine shit lately and so what i like to taste a lot of different wines and they get me feeling a type of way if y'all are some wine drinkers you understand but enough of that shit because i feel like we got even more pressing matters to kind of get into. Oh, yeah. Here. I need to even say my heat check. That's crazy. <laughs> I almost forgot that you even had one, to be honest. <laughs> my heat check is a song called Girlfriend by a <laughs> British pop artist. He's Nigerian. So, shout out to Nigeria named Emanike. And the song Girlfriend comes off of his album Languages, which I think dropped in 2018. That whole album was really nice. Shouts out to my friend Jake, who's the one that put me onto that. He's big into the pop scene. Oh. And so... That was definitely a pleasant surprise. And then figuring out that dude was Nigerian was even better surprise. I was like, yo, just double support your people. So I don't know. It's just like my heat check this week, if I just went to stuff I was strictly listening to, would be, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, I have to be real. Like My turn. This week, I've been listening to nothing but my turn. Whoa. Dude, it is damn near June. And this man is still talking about how my turn is in his constant rotation. It's the album of the year, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, this Are you really sorry, though? This, no, I'm not. I couldn't be sorry for listening to good music, for having working ears. Like, the only music I've been listening to is Lil Baby, Drake, and fucking Future this week. I knew you were probably going to give a Future heat check. So it's like, what, what am I going to do? We're going to double down on the album? You feel me? So check out Girlfriends by M and EK. So that's good. I know following that, we've kind of had a lot of, I don't want to say like a lot, but we've had good music. Maybe not like past weeks where it was like a lot of good music, but I know there's at least one album I need to talk on. And then there was another one that you had that you're now a connoisseur on because this man really does dabble in the finer things here. And so I will I will kind of give a speed through of there were three prominent projects that dropped mm-hmm. this week. We're going to get to our Lord and Savior King Future for the third album. Oh, but Polo G dropped an outstanding album called The Goat. There was a lot of high there was a lot of high points on this album. I'm just going to say Be Something was a good song. Um, I might it may or may not be featuring Lil Baby, so there may be a little bias there, but <laughs> there there was a lot of good songs on it. So I would definitely go check out the Polo G project and then Charlie XCX came back and guess what she did? Dropped another banger. She hasn't dropped a single bad project to me in totality because there's always good points on there. This is one of the better ones in my personal opinion. I'm not going to sit here and act like the biggest Charlie XCX stand. I just like a lot of her music. I'm going to say this, mm-hmm. and it's more so a question. Because mm-hmm. I'll come out, I'll say it. I don't listen to Charlie XCX. Nothing against her. It's just my uh, ears haven't made it to her music like that yet. So if you had to kind of give a description of what you've gathered from listening to her, well, how would you describe her to people who maybe haven't had the opportunity to listen to her music yet? Well, she. I don't want to say it's the most prominent part about her because now she's kind of crossed over enough where she's a big enough artist to where people associate her directly with her own music but a lot of 
her breakout into the scene well big part breakout is she's a relatively big producer in the pop scene as well she has some decent credits out there and she's an artist that gives you kind of the there's different veins of pop music now like of course there's the definition where you think of pop as in like just popular music so you'll have like the drakes the nikki's the doja cat like meg the stallions just anybody that's dropping music that's popular but when you just go to strictly pop everyone used to have the, the definition sound. of things like the timberlake the pink the christina aguilera etc but now with these big pop producers coming out and making pop music they've kind of created their own lane where it's like dancey music right but it's I, it's I don't know how to give it its own description because it's its own lane genuinely it's like loud and proud pop music okay. it's like almost like if there was a house version of pop music not to disrespect them in any way if I'm saying anything wrong but since it's not EDM or anything of that nature but it has the high points it has of some that of those music, some of those yeah some of those characteristics a little bit where it has the high points where the beat is really carrying mm -hmm. the song but the lyrics still go hard too like my favorite song of that album is called seven years actually okay and she's a beautiful woman let's just say she's definitely laying looking like a snizak on the mm. cover of the album as looking well looking like some charcuterie Oof. i hope i said that right charcuterie yes sir and so big shouts to charlie xcx but now that we got to move on to the most important drop of the week oh how of life future is back baby and you know what I just definitely got to give a shout out to the haters. And the reason I got to give a shout out to the haters, y'all don't usually get a shout out on my platform, but there was a decent amount of niggas talking about this is mid in comparison to Future's um, discography. And that shit was weird to me because as someone that a lot of people got introduced to Future mm -hmm. in his like crazy mixtape run, right? So like when Pluto? It, no, 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 no. I'm saying like across the United States, his crazy mixtape run is kind of what that. like shot him into superstardom superstar okay, yeah, yeah but we live in atlanta slash the metro atlanta area so there's no way by the time astronaut status came out you couldn't everyone knew the name future dude you i remember future. learning who future was by having my ears bleed every morning on the way to school and not being mad at it because it was great music but shit it's just like i can't even believe the kind of music i'm hearing at 7 30 a.m bro because i couldn't play nothing but future because that nigga had the streets on lock for real and so i personally love this album but this is the kind of future that i was looking for he kind of gave us some hints into this kind of future that he was coming to with big high moments like shouting out all his baby mamas on mother's day once again legendary moments from a legendary man and there was a King lot of status. good music on this posted with demons was a high point just like Ezgo talked about 100 shooters is a single that's been out that song's still crazy life is good we all know what him and drake did this album went gold because life is good yeah. was four times platinum it went gold in zero instantly. seconds yeah zero you, seconds you can't even discredit like solitaires featuring travis scott instantly was the number one on apple music very very um good reason why it was too because the song is amazing but also when you got heavy hitters like future and travis scott on a song you can only expect it to be a certain way and then the craziest part to me because i like checking out what people have as the starred songs to see what people run to and a lot of the times it's either some of the first songs on the album because that's as far as people get they don't give it the whole playthrough mm -hmm. or or it's the big features I was surprised accepting my flaws wasn't starred because that song is a masterpiece. Future himself transformed and elevated into 
a medieval times artist, renaissance man, if you will, <laughs> sitting there with his with his easel and his paintboard, just getting ready to paint a vivid picture for us. Because all I want is a woman that's going to accept my flaws. Because guess what? I'm a flawed human being like everybody else, you know, like my man Future is. He's just misunderstood. People try, like to give him this title, the toxic king, this, this, that. He's not toxic. You know what I'm saying? He's just misunderstood. They don't get, they don't understand the troubles and the trials and tribulations he's been through. They don't understand the bullshit he's dealt with, the drama in his life, you know, just for him to get to this point, just for him to win as much as he's been winning. Future, I understand you, my nigga. And guess what? I understand wanting somebody that accepts your flaws. He found someone that accepted his flaws and put 200K in her bank account, bro. That's what I'm looking for. I could put $200 in your bank account, not 200 <laughs> But it's the same. As but... long as I put my soul into it, you understood where it came from. Yes, That's because you accepted me. Yes, he sir. took the real me in. Yes, there was a line in that song that had me dead when I heard it. I'm not going to lie. This man said, I felt it in my bones when you're taking out my semen. Because, like, at the end of the day, see, poetry, once again, poetry, and I wish people wouldn't undermine just some of the contributions that Future has given to us, because you have to think about it. Have you, have you ever got sucked so good, so good and so crazy, that you felt it in your bones, nigga? It's like, this is the one. You felt it in your bones, nigga. You knew this was the one. You knew this wasn't the one. It's like something about and this. And if she accepts your flaws and she sucks you that crazy, bro, come on now. She might be unproposed to. That's an artiste. That's an artiste if we've ever talked about one. So big shouts out to Future there. But in other music news for the week, we had a lot of stuff go on in music, to be completely honest mm. with you. One thing that happened was the Nelly versus Luda versus battle. And nah, I, don't know. I don't know about you because I know you ended up actually watching it. But from my perspective, I never made it that far because of how many, like, how much internet problems they had. And it just goes to show, no matter if you're celebrity or not, everyone's got shitty Wi-Fi. So I never made it to the battle because of all the problems. But I know you watching, you can probably give the listeners a little bit of a rundown here. I want to just say one thing, okay? One, I was sad about a lot of the technical issues that were happening. But at the end of the day, Swizz Beast and Timbaland, I want to give a big shout out to them for even orchestrating all of these versus battles and getting everything set up. Because at the end of the day, they've had some of the biggest names in music willingly come out and say, yo, I want to do this. I want to battle. And they've set it up to an audience of hundreds of thousands every time. Like the Nelly and Luda one, even through all the technical difficulties for four hours or something like that, because it was a long ass time because they had so many problems. It was a constant 400,000 plus people. Really? Yes. Even through all yeah. of that? Erica Badu and Miss Jill Scott. 300,000? No, 700,000. Oh my 700, goodness. Like, I'm telling you, they always have hundreds of thousands of people because people know what to expect with the quality. So I can't give them too much of a slight for the one week that there was really bad problems because people know about the issues with the Teddy Riley one, but they just shut that shit down, had it the next week, instant 500K. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so with this Nelly versus Luda... We, once again, grew up in the metro Atlanta area. Niggas knew what Luda did down here. Mm -hmm. But we also knew what Nelly did. Because and for us to really see it, even not being, like, I guess, this not being Nelly's place versus, like, Luda, the music still penetrated the scene. Like, there was no way you were a kid our age hearing grills and you weren't get feeling a type of way. Because Bro, that's every, just what the music everyone did Everyone had aluminum foil in their mouth. Oh Everybody goodness. wanted to stomp in their Air Force Ones. Woo. Like, come on now. There was way too much music. Hot in here? What? Hot in here? Like, I just have to give you all a quick rundown and a quick story. Like, I'm going to be real with y'all. There was a lot of young, horny moments in a young king's life. For sure. For sure. Like, I already told y'all about the time capsule the first time that I saw Girls Gone Wild. Just so I could remind myself at 18 years old to go subscribe. Because I love titties. But it was like... 
I think when I saw the Hot in Here music video, that was before BET Uncut got taken away from um, TV. And nigga, I used to be stoked for that music video to come on just for a glimpse of some titty. Just for oh a glimpse of some titty, bro. Like that music video, there was a lot of me good music videos back then. Nelly Furtado's fine ass. But that was one. That was one music video that I was just like crazy about. Crazy about. I hope I'm not mixing shit up too. You are super mixing shit. Oh, up. I'm definitely mixing up. You're talking about promiscuous. No, I'm thinking no. about promiscuous. But no, no, no. But there was a lot of music from that time though that gets blended, but and almost forgotten in certain spaces. But when you do go back and listen to it, you remember how much you really did jam out at the time. For sure. And so. All, all respect is due. Luda ended up winning this battle, but I think it was through the problems that people had to give to him because they were getting really annoyed with Nelly. But I was just so sad hearing all of the Nelly disrespect before the battle even started because of the sheer fact that A, Nelly is one of a handful, legit handful, like less than a whole hand's worth of artists and artist collectives like in the hip hop space that have diamond albums. Like, do we want to forget what Country Grammar did? Like, or like Nelly had multiple items, multiple albums with half of the album or more being smashes not regular hits but smash and i don't want to be that guy but i feel like you almost have to say it and this was at a time without streaming like come on now you got to understand how hard that is how difficult that people have to use their hard-earned money to get you that at a, a time diamond people aren't album trying to. where people had to actually hop in a car and go grab an album Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like they had to drive to the store and their idea on their mind at that moment was i'm paying for this and think about it it went diamond so keep this in mind somebody else you knew had it so it's not even like you had to you could have just listened to their shit but everyone decided i gotta have the personal copy and so like big shouts to nelly there that was a big part of my childhood i always know my siblings know like even all of us we've all loved nelly's music but nelly was always one of the artists that i really revered at that time just because of like, bro, even till to this day, his blueprint is still on me. Like, my favorite pair of shoes is white Air, the cocaine white Air Force One Lowe's. I, I want no a closet of those things. Those are If I could pick one shoe that is perfect, would be those shoes, for me, personally. Literally, if to paint the pictures in y'all's head, and when you think of Steve Jobs, you already know what you see, you know what I'm saying? Because he wore the same damn shit. You knew exactly what you had in your mind. Now, take that and use Chuka. If there is any... Any fit you could imagine him in, I promise you the shoes are probably some Air Force Ones. And that would be perfect for me. Like, honestly, like, my retirement plan, like, niggas always talk about their exclusive shoe closets and things of that nature. Bro, I'm going to have a couple pairs of Reebok Classics, a couple Adidas Continentals, and then the rest of the closet. So 95% of my shoe closet is going to just be cocaine white Air Force Ones. And it's going to be split between lows and mediums. Because you, if you're wearing high tops, you either really sell drugs or, <laughs> or something is going on. But you can't have the high tops. That's crazy. Like, we're in a different time. That's that's just the different problem there though. so big shouts to nelly and luda but speaking about little versus battles like mm -hmm. this one isn't an official versus battle because i know timberland and swizz wasn't going to sign off on something like that yeah but on some on some much cornier news much cornier news and we told y'all we're only going to mention this nigga whenever it's something that was like bleedingly in our eyes to where we couldn't avoid and even then we're probably going to ignore it most of the time ignore some of it because but, it, he, he's popular enough to where a lot of the times they will be in our eyes just off of the cloud that he has but shit like I don't always want to give him the mentions, but this the person stupid. he's paired with makes it so I want to comment a little bit on. For sure. And it was just fucking um, Akon and 6 9 apparently are trying to have a little battle themselves on IG. And it's like, bro, that's the... that What? Look, we know why Akon did it. Let's be honest. We saw 6 9 get 
you said it was over two million views or no, like people actively watching the Instagram live. Mm-hmm. That's clout. We know that, man, uh, Akon, this is a business move. But at the same time, you could do that with somebody else and the people will enjoy it, man. You're Akon, for like Christ's sake. So you have hits, bro. Hits on hits. Nigga, the nigga that told us to smack that is really about to battle oh. a rainbow-haired nigga on Instagram, bro. I never want to see that. Who would you want to see? I never want to see a, that. On a life. question, who would you want to see Akon battle that would actually be like a good battle? I'd have to think about that for a second to be completely honest with you because akon was a hit machine but he was a moment hit machine i want to see the akon ti akon ti uh i feel like that'd be good the thing is a little bit different of biasly i think ti is getting him out of here i think but but i'm biased i know i'm biased because ti is one of my favorite artists well he's a top 10 top 15 artist for me period locked up but just like super super locked in but uh, like it's Akon, like internationally and just like with the masses, I feel like Akon's getting Ti out of here pretty easily with the masses. So I don't know if that. From a U- like U.S. A- standpoint, though, I definitely still think Ti would win that. But that would be an interesting battle to see, especially the international pool. Because when you're looking at someone like that, you're looking at someone that has even a massive the U.S. I feel massive like following in certain places. I don't know people. though. But that would we got to give Ti some type sure. of respect because that man had hits for a while. No, once again, I'm just trying to remove my bias because yeah. I know I know for a fact I'm choosing Ti personally. But so moving on from that bullshit, there was um, some other music related news. Oh yeah, I and guess, then this, this from an artist. This but. is one we got to let everybody know the jig is up, right? The jig is up on everybody. And anybody we, can catch. And it. we are not young anymore to where we still fall for things like this even though i fell for it and it's okay but it's like when meg the stallion oh. hit everybody and she's like everybody text me here's my number and obviously that is the old email list idea of collecting information so that you'll have a large pool of people to market your products your um well your merch your singles and everything to directly send it to our phone basically mm-hmm. right and so meg sent out a number and you have to fill it out with your name email is optional blah 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 and she was like telling people to really text her she sent a screenshot of her talking to somebody saying oh it's not really meg the Sca- stallion and then she showed a picture of herself holding something up saying it's really her yeah it's like, all bullshit she's not the first person to do this either just probably the big- not the first and won't I'll be the this. last. And she's just probably the biggest person as of late doing this specific one because there's other people across the entertainment realm that have done it so far, like Kilani, Bobby Hundreds, Zoe Deschanel. Like a lot of people have kind of tapped into this bag. And to be honest, it's corny. I get the marketing scheme and all that, but you have people that are actively trying to actually talk to you and they think they finally have an opportunity to until they send a text and all of a sudden they're getting, so guys, have you checked out my latest project? Have you checked out my work? And then you're sending a text like, I just asked you how your day was. It's so, and you're not getting any type of response like oh i'm talking to a bot this oh, isn't real sure. like you're really talking to a wall that shit is I mad corny it. but it's genius i fell for it and you know why i fell for it because meg you know what you were doing when you posted those last yeah. instagram stories and oh guess God. what guess what i was just a little upset and i texted the number because meg blocked my number and she hasn't been hitting me back lately because when- meg you gotta unblock my boy he didn't do anything to deserve you know what that. i'm saying like because i just got a little bit upset because i thought the pictures she posted were just supposed to stay between us two but for some reason she was letting the whole internet see which is cool i understand yeah. it's a part of her brand i'm not mad or really tripping about it but for some reason she overreacted and blocked me so i tried to get her attention on that but she hasn't responded yet we'll wait and see we'll wait and see let's see how the uh, situation unfolds but you know real ones always keep it pushing and keeping it pushing especially as i guess due to have to be kind of real especially people that they've held to a certain respect prior bro like this shit hurts my soul and spirit 
And it hurts my soul and spirit for the sheer fact that, like, Boozy's one of the funniest people on the internet. Boozy's genuinely one of the funniest people on the internet. But on the Off Space podcast, and really when it just comes to integrity as human beings and adults, mm-hmm. sometimes we have to call a spade a spade. So Boozy's No one's off limits, no, no matter who you are. For sure. R. Kelly got the work when people realized he was a terrible human being. You saw what R. Kelly did. R. Kelly was... R. Kelly, we saw what he did in music. R. Kelly, like, if we, if we want to be real, like, with the whole versus thing we were talking about, there's no one alive that's beating R. Kelly in a versus battle. But the crazy part about that is he's a shitty person, so no one cares. So sometimes you have to call people out and you have to call a spade a spade. And so, like, with the Boozy situation, Boozy fell out of good graces with me a while ago when it came to, like, how he was handling the Zaya Wade situation. Yeah. With just so, some of the, a lot of the transphobic stuff he was putting out. I just couldn't jive with that, so I had to unfollow. I had to move on from that, whatever. But two months ago, he made a comment about his son just talking about how he's a real father and different, like, with his differences between D. Wade's parenting style and his parenting style. And he made comments about, and it, that are now finally bubbling in the media but i kind of brushed them off because i've already shrugged boozy off it's probably not the best moral judgment mm-hmm. when it comes to this shit but he was bragging about how he um paid an older escort mm-hmm. right to give his like 12 13 year old son's head and he was like so proud of it because they're straight and like this he this, wanted that. to like you know break them into manhood or break some them shit. into manhood basically right uh-huh. i want to say before we get into it, because I know you probably have a lot to say on this, it's just that I know people whose parents have done that for them. And while that's still kind of weird to me, the fact that your parents are paying essentially escorts to like get with you just so you know you can get your fa- first taste of coochie, whatever, they were doing that at age 18, 19. This wasn't something that you were pushing on kids. So to see something already kind of weird happen, but to see that happen to a 12 and 13 year old, you got to realize there's still there's still limits to this, man. Like these are children. You should not be trying to like push this on them and put them in these situations, no matter how good intentions you had or whatever you've uh, viewed your role as their father should be and like how you should, you know, help them carry on their lives. But that was not a good move. And it's let's call it what it is. It's rape. It really is. And that's the one part that's so weird for me because I know a lot of people, a lot of people I've been seeing on the TL, a lot of people online, because it's been a real controversial topic in the last week. Like they've been trying to disc, they've been trying to um, counter the point when people call it statutory rape, when people call it what it is, like in black and white, they say shit like, they say shit like, Oh, y'all support everything D Wade's doing, but the second boozy bo bo, this is nothing like what D Wade's <laughs> doing. Like D Wade literally, <laughs> like D Wade had a son who came into like in full cognition. Since the niggas want to call a spade a spade, let's call a fucking spade a spade. Let's be real right here, right? So D Wade's son, about the exact same age, said, I feel like I was misgendered, this, 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 that. And then wanted to, didn't even say anything about transitioning, having the surgery, etc. Just wanted to be referred to as she, right? Mm-hmm. And change name to Zaya. Okay, so now that's D-Wade's daughter. Cool. That's literally and it. So, and D-Wade said that was really confusing. It was a really weird time in his life. But all he can do is offer acceptance and love because that's his child. And he's going to go along with what his child wants. He said that and got massacred in the media. Oh, Massacred in the media. But, but, Boozy comes out and says... 
I paid a grown ass woman to suck a 12 and 13 year old's dick. And people were in the comments calling him a hero, saying like that's a great parenting style, talking about how he's a hood legend, like all of this. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with y'all niggas? Like, gross, what is really bro. wrong with y'all? That is weird. Like, I will say in a moment of weakness, like just being completely honest and like transparent, like we have been in the podcast, we've gone through a lot of mental growth, just like growing up and being older. Like, I remember my brother being like, 13 right so like seventh grade and obviously hasn't really dabbled with women etc at that point and he was just a regular fucking teenager you know what i'm saying like his mind was around video games and um teenage shit right mm -hmm. but for some reason my hypersexual self at like 15 16 me and my friend we asked Ezgo, like what would you do if a girl wanted to put um her your wiener in her in your wiener in her mouth and he was like i don't know you or something like that because he was fucking like but th to, 12 or 13 to, to be fair though because i know i've said it before and it's hard to believe but that was also a time where i was just like all sexual shit was still kind of embarrassing to talk to other people about so while i did want to because i remember like that myself at that age it's like i also don't know what i want that's like a weird weird realm to really like talk on with other people because it's like you're still somebody figuring yourself out bro and, like, you, bro i hadn't even bro, kissed the girl there's not even you know there's I mean? not even explanation that needs to go into it because you were a child exactly so you were a child but me and my friend we used to be like oh he's gay like ha, 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 you know make little jokes like whatever and so like there's so many there's so many things people say about people at that age, but the craziest part about the whole argument and both sides of the spectrum that go with like the D-Wade comparisons, etc. It's just like y'all went fought tooth and nail, tooth and nail, saying that Zaya could not know what she wants at 12 or 13 years old. But these 12 and 13 years old people could know that they wanted a fucking grown-ass woman to suck them off even, like dog like even me and my experience like i thought it was the coolest thing in the world when i hooked up with like a 40 year old when i was 19 coolest thing in the world once i hit about 23 24 yeah, it's weird right i started to think like yo like i got preyed on you know what i'm yeah. saying like like genuinely like i got a little bit older a little bit more mature and i thought about the fact like no like genuinely like this was the huntress you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like this was somebody that was looking for young blood and i just happened to be the person in their kill path at the time and so that is me coming into full cognition and getting older and really thinking about these things like you know how damaged the black community is and the reason that i believe there's so much transphobia homophobia etc in the black community I think it's because of the fact that A, black men are hypersexualized, black women are hypersexualized as well, but B, because of these stigmas and they always want you to be the strong, like sexually dominant, like yeah. whatever person in the world, it just forces a lot of dudes, which once again, this is a sore topic that people don't like to speak on because they think it's gay if you call it this, quote unquote, have been taken advantage of sexually. I was going to say, even if you think you know what you want because i remember me and my friends being like late middle school on so dude i want to fuck this person like oh, getting with this teacher would be amazing like type shit you know everyone's on their young and like horny shit trying to like uh hypersexualize certain situations and being with certain people we're looking like again you look back a little bit more mature later it's like i'm um, thank thank god that never happened because that's weird but so even if these kids thought they knew what they wanted like again they could be straight that's fine that's perfectly fine and dandy you know but that's not your place as a parent to go ahead and just 
break them into that world at such a young age with such a grown woman, you know, that's something for them to kind of go through these formative years finding on their own in the right way. Like, you know, if you're 15, 16 year old hooking up with other 15, 16 year olds or some shit, like that's different. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. But and they want to we need to start calling a spade a spade with these situations and need, people need to start pointing these things out in black and white, because at the end of the day, how come me at 19 with my situation? Right, bro. I was I still to this day get paraded as a fucking hero in certain circles because of the shit that happened to me at fucking 19 years old when in fact like the girls that were like 15 16 or like 14 15 16 who had like the 18 19 year old boyfriend were called hoes like if a girl was 19 and hooked up with a 40 year old man you'd call her a hoe bro i remember like like even when it comes to the do like it's it seems like unless it's the the only situation it's considered cool in society is when a young heterosexual male hooks up with an older woman dude i remember to be fair i remember a situation where i'm not gonna put anybody's names obviously out there but me and a homegirl of mine we were both like 19 at a point and we're just uh chopping it up whatever just talking on things and i remember she started to date this 29 year old about to be 30 and it's just like even at that point you probably thought it was weird bro at that point i was still sitting there like huh i'm gonna be honest it's almost twice your age. Like, this shit's a little weird. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, there's a big culture, A, like, in general, I just view everybody, which I think, well, my personal opinion is no one under the age of 22, 23 should have a large gap in age with the person they're dating because of the fact that you're your age is, you're in too much of a formative age in general. Mm-hmm. But B, it's just like, I'm so tired of the double like i'm so tired of everything in society having such a double standard when it comes to heterosexual males when at the end of the day if we just called everything a spade the spade and treated everyone equally this world would be a better place of course that's hard to just like say in such a banana blanket statement on the off space podcast but i mean yeah like i'm not gonna say like i'm some psychologist who has done extensive studies on you know how these things are affecting people and shit i can only speak on my own experiences and personally speaking the standard that we set up as young males for each other that you should be even at like it's a crazy age able to get with uh, women that are like no matter who they are nasty 40 year olds whatever the fuck it's just like that's something you should be able to accept because it's like you're getting pussy like no that's fucking weird and you know like sex is just one of those things that both people have to be very comfortable in the situation for and you can't make somebody feel bad if they don't want to if they're not if their head's not in it at the time exactly so just mm-hmm. drawing drawing it all the way back is that's disgusting i hope some of y'all will grow up and quit defending shit like this just because they're your icons they're your idols they're your heroes or people you look up to that end of the day everybody on the planet can get smoke and when i say smoke it's just like we should be able to we should be able to hold everybody accountable yeah right like if i did some fuck shit and you thought i was the coolest person in the world please call me out on the fuck shit because that's how we grow and learn Mm -hmm. because if you get to a point you do become blissfully ignorant and get to the point of like a 40 year old boozy and shit like that when your whole life everybody's just considered everything cool and been you just been yes man to the point that you get too far gone you think it's where you start giving him shit bro they're i know they're not they're not at all then you just start defending all of that shit when you get there you would never have been in that situation if they weren't if they were giving him shit but you know moving on from boosie though because we do have more that we need to get into so we do have more that we need to get into so one thing that we will give everybody a little bit of like a corona update it's been a while since the off space talked on corona because i know i'm kind of over it but it is important and we're all being affected so it is important to speak on so one we should say um a big shouts to lebron 
for doing the whole um, graduation thing 2020 and getting like the likes of like Obama and others to come and speak for the class David Dobrik Timothy Chalamet for the class of 2020 high school graduates just because they didn't get a typical graduation where they got to walk etc and I know that's a big important time in a lot of people's lives so Mm -hmm. shout out to him for organizing such a nice big event and just seeing the state of the United States in general right now it is kind of weird watching all of the riots that are breaking out of people just really that just can't sit in the crib or that hate social distancing so much that they're now fighting for their quote-unquote rights which is a very American thing it's hilarious watching people fight for first world rights like obviously I know it's a little touchy subject to get into and I'm not necessarily I saying I side heavy with the people who are literally up in arms like protesting with like rifles type shit like I'm gonna do what I want open shit back up and let me be free but I I do understand the sentiment with people in a place where our country's founded on freedom being like I'm I'm healthy blah 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 like at the end of the day if I want to risk something I should be able to is my right things like that well at the same time a lot of the conflict comes from yeah freedom is cool and all but you're it's okay to be free when you're not putting others at danger and this is one of those situations where it's it's one of those like you want to be free, but you're potentially putting people at, in danger. So should you be able to do these kind of things? And that goes into these other matters, making sure that the curves fly and quote unquote. But there's all this like bullshit information that's going out about well, how many cases we really have, how many people are dying. And we're getting such fucked information because this is being handled like a shit show, you know. And so it's kind of hard to appease all these sides of people and kind of get in life progressed as normal. When I feel like our authorities and like general bodies that should be giving us proper information on these things are kind of convoluting it all to where everybody's just more confused than they were before and just taking matters into their own hands. And to be honest, when people start taking matters into their own hands on situations as big as these, that's a recipe for disaster. Exactly. So I just hope that we start cleaning this shit up as a nation and start handling ourselves a little bit better and start really taking care of Corona and uh, these stages moving forward into like the the economy and like the world kind of reopening back up. And it's just difficult, especially with the leader of our front office being such a doofenshmirtz. But the crazy thing is like... I get so mad, like, fuck everything Trump is doing, because obviously, like, if you have two working eyeballs, you can see he's handling the situation poorly, especially when we have so much data from other countries handling this effectively. But it's like, I just hate seeing shit like Bi- Joe Biden talking about how poorly this shit is being handled. Dude, this my shit's nigga, getting politicized are, though, on bro, both sides. My so nigga, poor, Joe, you are, one of, you are such a shitty person, too, that I never even want to hear you talk. But... I understand the agendas. I understand. Can you believe that people are turning coronavirus into a left versus right? Right? That is disgusting on both sides. It's like, guys, it's like the liberals want to lock us up and leave us in. They just want to give all our money out. My nigga, we are 20 something trillion dollars in debt. We are trying to stay afloat. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about giving our money away? The right thinks that literally the left is trying to steal their freedom. The left thinks that the right hates human beings and wants everybody to die. And it's just like, and this is literally getting turned somehow into. How can we make this into our candidate winning the presidential bid? I don't like how it's becoming that. And I don't like how it's trying to become, like a, again, like a, a power struggle for party foothold in like the nation. But Well, it's just like a campaign step. At the end of the day, now it's like, yo, COVID's going on. All right, this is going to be the front of our campaign. And so we're going to shit on how the other side is doing this shit. So hopefully y'all vote for us. There's a thing in politics, and I, I don't want to butcher the quote, but you'll, you get the general gist. It's like, don't waste a good crisis. And that's so fucked. No, it's super fucked, but you know how them people are. They're all two sides of the same coin. 
But moving right along, though, <clears throat> we do have good shouts in the sports community that has been happening as of mm-hmm. late. Um, shout out to Bundesliga for coming back. Um, the god himself, young man Erling Holland, scored in his first game back. They went up four over Schalke. And now, apparently, it was a big game. Like, uh, yeah, apparently, that's like a derby game in the Bundesliga, just like a big rivalry. So, the fact that they came in and shit on them niggas, like, my man Holland had one of the easiest goals he's ever had in his life. It was a breeze, by the way. And so, like, I can't wait to see that young killer really what he does in his career. I can't wait to see once he leaves the Bundesliga and goes to hopefully one of these, La Liga. Like, I'm hoping mm-hmm. La Liga, but it, I mean, it's probably going to be. What would La you want to see him on? I feel like he, he'd do really well on a team like Rao. I want to see who him would do league. bad on a team like Real though. Real's the number one team that wants him right now, so I mean that would make a lot of sense. And his dad was talking about how he wants to see him in the boot uh, in La Liga as well, so that'd be interesting to see. So it's just weird though watching those games with no crowds. I was gonna say from your perspective, yeah, there's no crowds. Like it's a derby game though with no crowds. Yeah, like, that's a part of the camaraderie. It is, but at the same time with no crowds and it's still one of those again like big rivalry type of games how do you think that affected players mentals when they're on the field because the only like opposing thing is that opposing team so like i'm assuming the emotions are still there but they're almost so heavily focused in on those other guys that the mental must have been so weird while you're playing especially if you're on like shoulder or whatever and you're down that much it's like fuck this fuck everything i feel like their mental had to have been shattered at some point oh for sure like it's it's probably easier when you see a 2-0 deficit, right, to, get to rally back when you hear tens of thousands of mm-hmm. people screaming in the background for you, right? But, I mean, I, I could only understand, like, from a mental aspect as an athlete, like, just watching a deficit grow and there's nothing because the crowd does play a big part of it. Like, we come from... Like, our favorite team, in fo- if we talk about American football, is the Saints. Like, the Saints are known one for being one of the best records at home because you know what you're coming, you're, you know what you're entering into when you head into that Superdome. Like, when you come to New Orleans, you know it's going to be one of the loudest, if not the loudest stadium, and it's going to be niggas just acting an ass trying to see <laughs> our team win. So, niggas could be down 17-0, 21-0, whatever the fuck, and you still know the Saints have a shot yeah. because we're at the Dome. And so, I know that those feelings do come intact when you think about shit like big rivalry games when you think about big games in general so that is an interesting way to look at sports and you were talking actually about the big ticket fight that happened this week as well yeah how there was no crowds there too it was weird to see because a i think this was a fight again like i'm still somebody who's kind of breaking into the scene so i don't want this to be taken as like expert opinions on any of these but this was a highly anticipated fight because i think harris was making a return of some sort to the scene and so he was the favorite to win the fight over Overheim's old ass, 40 years old. And it's funny because watching them walk in, I could see like the excitement on Harris and everything. But Overheim walked in like he was just ready to take care of business. And it's funny because right after the fight, he turned 40 like that that night, that uh, time. They even sang to him after like they won and everything. Like, happy birthday. But the fight was disgusting. Like watching these full body, big ass men just go at it and just hearing the punches, hearing the commentator, like hearing the refs, like all of this. Harris went in and just immediately got to taking care of business. Almost looked like he was just going to put Overeem out within that first round and like a minute in. But the ref never called the fight and somehow like Overeem got back up off the ground after getting taking heavy blows and going down and just getting wailed on. Found his way back up and dominated the rest of that first round 
into the second round and just just won just really just manhandled harris and took him out and it's still crazy to see because after these fights where you see fighters pay such respects to each other and just show like don't worry i know we know we're doing this sport we know like again we're putting our lives on line really fighting but the respect and shit after and hearing it and just like him come over him coming to like harris while they're both on the ground just saying like i understand blah blah blah. like let's train together like i respect you these things and just seeing them come out of it though it's it's very very nice to see and it does take i guess at least an added an added edge to having no crowds in these sports while a you don't get to see this audience reaction you do get to have a little bit more of a focus on the actual competitors themselves and those interactions because it adds that different feel of like the personal level to the fight yes sir so that's a big shout to that i definitely need to watch more of those shits but i just don't ever be caring like to to keep up you know what I'm saying? Like, if I know it's going on, I'm happy to watch fights. But mm-hmm. I, I never know. I know. It's usually you know the bigger saying? ones people are more interested in. And speaking of which, because this is also one thing I also I want to hint on. I know McGregor was uh, kind of opposed to... When you're a name like McGregor, you know, like, let's say in a basketball sense. I'm not saying he's LeBron, but remember when LeBron was saying he was uninterested in playing in front of uh, no crowds? Mm-hmm. Like, the, a lot of the, these athletes... high. Uh, profile athletes shared that same sentiment but now they're coming around when they realize it's just a privilege to be able to have their jobs and be able to do what they love mm-hmm. he's saying he's opened back up to it and he's ready for these fights even come like july so if shit really isn't opened up we're still going to see like these big names come out and fights hopefully we see uh jones uh um come out and fight again i don't know like if that's going to be one when people are back up and at it but especially with football season around the corner. I don't know how they're going to do that with no fans because I know like the NFL is just too big. I think I feel like they're going to find a way to finesse that shit. Yeah, for sure. Like I could definitely see them doing some shit like that. Florida? But, yeah, like with Florida saying that sports is an essential business. That's incredible. So now they got shit back open. Florida just wants money, bro. These niggas said open everything back up. They don't give a fin <laughs> up. These niggas just ready. If there was a modern age Wild West, it'd be Florida. Absolutely. That's why we got to send them niggas back to the ocean. But <laughs> other than that, I don't really got shit else this week. Uh, I think we pretty much summed it up. Again, if y'all haven't, I'm, you don't get tired of it. <laughs> Still going to say it. Go ahead and check out that last video we put out. Obviously, we were in a space where we were wanting to give y'all constant videos on videos on videos and really turn the series into something consistent. But that's going to have to take a little bit of a backseat with coronavirus kind of putting the whole world on pause. But tap into, if y'all haven't, the video that me and Chuka did already put out about us competing in a tennis variety. And y'all will enjoy it if you haven't already seen it. So I just want to put that out there. And again, you know, make sure to comment, like, subscribe, whatever, to any of these things that interact with us. Because every time we get messages from friends, family, uh, random people, shit, who like the off space, it makes our day and adds a little bit of, uh, I guess, Feel knowledge to us about, like, what we can do and what direction we want to take it. Because, you know, we like doing this for ourselves. And there's obviously a, a basis in the off space where it's just, like, stuff that we plan on doing because of ourselves. But we also like community interaction and like having these community moments like when we used to do the segments talking about like uh euphoria or fucking game of thrones you know and then people would hit us and shit like that for sure and so big shout out to y'all hopefully if people are still listening at this point you know add an easter egg whoever is the first three people the first three people to message the off space instagram account with what your favorite show you are watching currently and it can't be my roommate because he definitely can hear us right now but like one of the first three people to message us the your favorite show that you're watching currently a just because i need some new suggestions each person's going to be venmoed 
five bucks. So that's just some free. Go buy some uh, coffee. Go buy whatever. Coffee, Chick Fil A, whatever the fuck. But on top of that, my name is Chuka. My name is Ezigo, and this is the Ospace. Space, space, space.